I gave my two halves in the James A. Forrest testimonial at Celtic Park, but it finished Celtic 3, Atletico Bilbao 2, and a game which now closes out Celtic's pre-season programme ahead of the new campaign. This is Tino with the match reaction, and I'm joined here by James. James, another enjoyable game and plenty of goals in the night, but first and foremost, a fitting tribute for James Forrest. Yeah, fantastic, you know, for, for such a great servant to the club. Um, we got a really good reception, a great send-off, and a really exciting game as well, which, you know, falls by the wayside in friendlies, but it was a really entertaining game for everyone there. So, yeah, just brilliant for Jamesy. You know, people talk about opinions on him and stuff, but what you can't deny is his commitment to Celtic and his personality around the club all this time and his stats, you know, speak for themselves. So, delighted for him. Yeah, 100%. So I think it was a crowd somewhere in excess of 40,000. And just a reminder for anyone who's not heard the, the figures in recent days, but James Forrest, 467 appearances for Celtic, 101 goals, 100 assists and 22 major honours. He's joint third along with Bruni and only behind Bobby Lennox and Billy McNeil. Quote from James on the night. So everyone's saying it's my night, but it's the effort my family have put in over the years, which is incredible. I couldn't have done it without them and everyone else really close to me. I feel it's everyone's night. The staff, the players, the fans. I can't do it without everyone and I'm delighted with how the night went. It's an unbelievable club and I'm just grateful to be a part of it. So congratulations again to great James. Big night for him and glad it went so well. Let's get to the game itself, James. So starting line-up, we knew uh, pre-match from Brendan Rodgers he was going to play two different 11s across each half. And he started with Ben Segrist, Tomoki Iwata, Cameron Carter-Vickers, uh, Mike Naivrocki, Taylor, Kwon, McGregor, Hatate, Forrest, Kyogo and Maeda. We questioned the centre-half pairing against Wolves, which was Liam Scales and Stephen Welsh, but now, all of a sudden, it's Cameron Carter-Vickers and Rocky. How do you think they've done in the night and how important is it to have Cameron Carter-Vickers in particular back in that defence? I mean, he showed in the first you know, 15-20 minutes what it means to have him back. Um, there was a really crucial block he made. You know, it was a really fast-paced start to the game. You've got a brand new uh, centre-half pair in there. You've got, just to be blunt, a right-back shouldn't be there. That's not Tomoki's position. Wherever it is, it's not there. So there's a lot of adjusting. You know, if you look at last year, where it's Johnston, CCV, Starfield and, and Taylor, that's four guys that played together very, very regularly. And when you've got that, everything clicks in place really quickly. When you don't, it takes a wee bit of time to you know, feel out where the other guy's going to be and stuff. But I thought they were starting to form a, a decent partnership. Both are fast on the ground. Um, I thought CCV was was outstanding. Just great to see him back looking absolutely 100% match fit. Yeah. What about Rocky? So, well, I can't see him in Dublin, but it wasn't to be. I think he'd rolled his ankle and they were being cautious with him. But he's now been thrown in there. Uh, we're just a few days out, obviously, from that game against Ross County. Do you think he's got a chance of a, a start, or do you think he'll revert to Carter Vickers and Starfield? Hey, it's a tough one. Um, just being honest, I'm disappointed that he is so right-footed. He looks the same as Starfield coming out. I thought he played really well last night, but we haven't improved anything in that position with another right-footed centre-half on the left-hand side. You know, the talk was he was two-footed, but he definitely prefers his right. So there's a bit of gamble involved, you know, one half half of football. Probably if you're being safe, you put Starfield in with CCV because you know what they can do. But I'm keen to see him in the first team because that's why we signed him. Yeah, exactly. You don't spend that kind of money on a guy just to have him on the bench. So uh, some big decisions for Rodgers to make. And we'll get to that a bit later in the piece in terms of what he might do uh, with the weekend in mind. So 
despite having those players at the back, obviously great to have Carter back, but we lose a goal after about 90 seconds. Um, it's a slack inside pass by Rio Hattati. It's a good finish, uh, and it was a sign of things to come from Atletico, and they're a very decent side, and, and they punish the mistakes that we made. I mean, it wouldn't be a midweek Celtic in Europe night if it wasn't team in the rain, and we lose a goal after 90 seconds. You know, it's kind of par for the course. Uh, they were... It's the opposition you wanted. Um, could probably have done with maybe more opposition like this on, on the lead-up. Just so fast out of the blocks, so technically adept, so fit. Um, a good team. You know, a lot, a lot of folk are saying the f- our first 11 were poor and the second 11 were far better. You don't know what the changes were at half-time. So you don't know Baba well enough to say they might have you know subbed off all the first-team players. But certainly the guys who started for, for Athletic were... were Fast out the traps, um, forced us into errors several times, several players, and that's where the goal came from. Yeah, I think they're they're a very decent side, and it's a very decent test, and it's it's exactly the kind of games you would want. You know, some managers and some clubs take different approaches. They'll take weaker opposition with you know designed to give you a morale boost in one or a confidence boost in one, but no real test. I think they would give you the best of both. Obviously, we came out on the the right side of the result, you know, on the night, but. It's been a very good test and it's the kind of thing that will keep a lot of players sharp and on their toes. So very worthwhile. And yeah, you know, very decent uh, goal. So the first goal, very nice, kind of clean finish after that Hitati mistake. Serig have played their way back into the game and scored the equaliser and it's from Hitati. So it comes around about 37 minutes. Um, another really tidy finish, you know, from outside the box. He's managed to get on the ball after a kind of break and play. And you could see the moment he got it, uh, he only had one thing in his mind. And it's a really nice finish with his left foot. It's a cracker. I mean, I thought it was really tenacious uh, tackling from McGregor, both to get the ball and to keep it and to feed it to Hatati. But then he's got work to do himself. You know, he just kind of faints a guy, sees the gap, gets past that guy. And then, I mean, how he managed to see that that's the best place to be striking the ball just shows you the talent he's got, you know. Um, there's real opportunity for Hatati here this season and I hope we capture it. Yeah, I think other guys maybe lash at that and just, try and get any sort of strike on goal, get a bit of power behind it. But he's he's placed that uh, and I really, you know, an area the keeper just can't get to. And it's a real sign of the class that the Hattati's got. What about overall like, with the goals? How do you think Celtic shaped up across that first half? So I've mentioned Carter Vickers and Rocky at the back. Um, we got another glimpse at Quan and maybe not quite as impressive as he was the other day. Awata, as you mentioned, we've not seen too much of him and maybe it's unfair to judge him over at right back, but what was your general take on the, the play in the first half and some of the individuals involved? Um, they seemed like they were expecting a slower-paced game, which would be quite naive. Um, you know, Bob is always a football team. So they were quite ponderous in possession, um, sloppy, a lot of unforced errors, a lot more unforced errors than, than you'd ever see at Celtic. Uh, I thought Dyson was outstanding. Um, he, he's going up the gears He's he's really you know I've always been a fan just in terms of his numbers, his pressing, his his energy, um, but it looks like he's adding more flair and finesse to his game. I think you've got a real potential for you know player of the year stuff if he if he hits the ground running the way he has done so far, um, if he has the ground run in the league. So he, he was probably the most impressive. One I know what folk are saying, but you know. First first game at Celtic Park, he had about two or three sloppy passes and caught possession. Some were just like, you know, pass out the park stuff. So it looks particularly bad. 
but by the same token, so did Hatati. So is Quan and Hatati both to the bench for the season? It's, it's too early for all that stuff. I think there's a player in there from what I saw on Saturday, um, and I think it's between himself and Holm for pairing with uh, Kalmak. I don't think there's any writing off of Quan after last night. No, definitely not. Um, you know, it's we're all quick to make judgments. Some people even name their episodes after Quan. <laughs> you know, given that he done so well on Saturday, but you've got to give these guys time. You know, there'll be players across the years at Celtic Park. Look at Henrik Larsson's first touch if you want to take a real big example. But yeah, these guys should be given time to impress. And there's been enough good stuff from guys like Quan. We'll talk about Yang in a wee bit. Oh, you know, even a Wata at different spells. We've not seen enough of them, and they should all be given a, a proper opportunity to impress. Um, Maeda, you're absolutely right to highlight. I think he's had a brilliant preseason. I think. Going back to Japan was obviously a huge bonus for him and some of his his fellow countrymen, uh, you know, just to get the chance to impress back there. But he hit the ground running, you know, playing through the middle against uh, Yokohama, and he's just been on top level since then. He he looks fitter than ever, and that was already very impressive. Really lively. His confidence is leading to a better touch by the looks of it. And you're right, he could be the star man, couldn't he, over the piece? It just looks like he's really settled and looking forward to enjoying his football. Maybe he didn't like Ange, maybe he likes Brendan, maybe something like that. But he's got his new contract. He talks a lot about, he talked a lot in the past about how settled his family is and how important that was to him that they did settle so he can you know, concentrate on his work. But add a new contract to that and he goes, well, this is me. I can see myself here for the next three, four years, whatever it may be. And that just seems to have settled him and brought out the best in him. Um Last night was his best showing of a very good pre-season and only got 45 minutes at it. So, looking forward to seeing what you can do when the league starts. Yeah, and it's not just a cliche to say that when guys are comfortable off the park, you seem to get the best out of them on the park. And it's clear that things away from Celtic are going really well for him. He's, he's happy to be here in Glasgow and in Scotland. And, and I think we're seeing the benefits. So, yeah, it's exciting to see what, what new levels he can hit. Um, just to go back to the game, so just to close out the first half, uh, as I mentioned, it's um, it's a poor mistake by Iwata this time, uh, just after uh, Hatati's equaliser, that's let Atletico take the lead again. And as I say, to be fair, he, he's out of position there, and it, you know it's not where he should be, but he's not dealt with it too well. And I think the sooner we get a proper right back, and obviously Ralston played the second half, but certainly once we get Alistair Johnson back in, you're just a far more settled and far more, more balanced team, aren't you? Yeah, I have no problem with Alston in there too, and the second half showed that. So we've got cover on old folk. You know, it's unfashionable. Um, to Ralston, I saw a guy last night on Twitter or something, and he was saying how poor Ralston's crossing was. And I think you can count back to Angie's two seasons, particularly the first season when Ralston was, you know, playing a lot of games. He not only crosses well, he crossed in some really, really crucial balls. Um, for Angie's first season to, to help us win the league. So I think he's crossing the season. I think it's something he worked on. Um, I think it faded a wee bit last season when he was coming back from injury, but I have no problem with Alston at all as a right-back cover. Um, Tomoki, I don't know when he played right-back or for who he played right-back, but it's it's not his position. He just, he was turned inside out and something that, you know, should be really comfortable if you are a, a natural right back or you have you know experience at right back, so nothing to judge on that. Apart from the management manager shouldn't be putting him in there. I would rather see McPherson coming out of the youth as a right back um, to see what he can do if he were to lose Johnson and Ralston. Because if you do lose those two, it's not uh, Tomoki. 
yeah, without knowing for sure, I would question if he's ever played right back in his career. And it's probably quite a frustration for Awata. He'll be keen to impress Rodgers. He'll be keen to get game time, you know, ahead of his you know, first season proper, if you want to call it that. But he would far rather get that opportunity in, in the midfield. And it's already busy enough in there. You know, we've mentioned Quan Holmes in there now. We know about Hatati, O'Reilly, McGregor. Turnbull's obviously, you know, trying to make a play for things. It's going to be very hard for Awata um, to get game time in there. So we'll just need to see how that goes in the, the coming weeks. Moving on to the second half. So as mentioned, it's all changed. So pretty much the full 11 changes. James Forrest stays on till the 49th minute. An odd T-shirt number before getting replaced by Abada. But generally speaking, in the second half, we went as follows. Scott Bain, Tony Ralston, Carl Starfelt, Liam Scales, Alessandro Bernabeu. Uh, home in the middle, alongside O'Reilly and Turnbull. And then up top, you've got Abada, O and Yang. And it's a good chance, James, for guys like Yang, Home, and O to, to impress. How do you think those lads performed and did anyone stand out for you? Couldn't see Yang, Home, and who else? O. Oh. Do you know, I thought Yang and Home very impressive. You know, Home very calm. Does a lot of thankless work. You know, a lot of off the ball run, a lot of pressing, a lot of spreading of the ball, kind of bit of water, car water carrier stuff, which doesn't get noticed. But then he was doing some noticeable stuff as well. So there's a talent there. Young guy, could be a real find. Yang, something very similar. Um, loves going at guys. You know, very, very positive. Always showing for the ball. Always really interesting last night. I struggle with him in front of goal. I struggle with him as a striker, as he currently is. But his link-up play outside of the box last night was outstanding. And he's ball to Turnbull for the third goal. Um, there's, there's something in there, no doubt. It's just a matter of what is his best position and how do we get the best out of him. Because again, when he was getting his chances on goal, he's a wee bit rash, a wee bit clumsy. Um, maybe that's just feeling the, the pressure or, or trying too hard to impress. But he showed outside the box, he's got talent, no, no doubt. Yeah, agreed. He's, he was certainly signed by the looks of it as a, a big, powerful number nine, a big front man. But often now we've seen him dropping deep. There was one phase in the second half where he's dropped, dropped particularly deep. He's, he's not far across the halfway line and he pings a ball out to Yang on the right-hand side and it's perfect. And it's it's not the kind of ball you'd expect from any kind of striker. You certainly wouldn't see Kyogo do it, nor would you want him to, but you know, you see O given the chance to, to play ball in some of these areas and He's got something about him, and it's yeah. I wonder if if Rogers can maybe find a solution to that. He played a lot of football like he was a number ten last night, which is interesting in itself. Depending on how Rogers sets up, you know, it's it's options. I, I think, irrespective of what happens with O and where he develops, I think we need to sign a striker. So I would like to see that striker signed and let O maybe a wee bit of versatility between you know a number nine and a number ten. You know, playing outside the box and playing in. When, when required. I know you don't like over versatility in players, but mm -hmm. for a, a club and a squad of our size, I think we need to have a bit of flexibility in there. But I don't think he's going to be... Somebody else should be between him and Kyogo uh, challenging for the number nine slot. Yeah, I agree on that as well. It's going to be interesting to see how O develops under a coach like Brendan Rodgers. I, I quoted it in the last week or two that Jurgen Klinsmann, who takes his national team at South Korea, described him as a, a special player in... We've seen glimpses of, of stuff from O, and I think everyone can see now, you know, as we see more game time, he's definitely got something about him. It's just a case of whether Celtic can can unlock that something, you know, on a more consistent basis. Yang as well, um, I agree. I thought he looked hungry, keen to got in the ball, linked up well with Ralston on, on a number of occasions. And I think he's uh, 
he's going to enjoy playing on that big, big park at Celtic Park. It's, it's a dream for a winger just to have that space to go and exploit. And he looks like he's got something to offer. Less so uh, on Saturday against Wilson. It's funny, isn't it? Quan was the guy that came out with the headlines from Saturday and less so Yang. This time it's been flipped on its head. And yeah, I think he's the kind of guy that could enjoy himself within Rodgers' system. He definitely could. You know, he's he's a, he's a talent. There's no doubt in that. Um, it does give us um, a bit of a formation issue with pushes a bad out to the left, which he can do and he can come in on his right, but he'd much rather be on the right. I think we all know that about a badder. So, and then you start to stack up Tellio in there as well. I know Tellio can play both, but um, I want to see a lot of a badder because I think he's looking great, but I want to see him in his best position. So Yang and a badder would maybe be battling that out for you know, starting and finishing games. Mm-hmm. Elsewhere, and we don't have time to dwell on it today, but we have touched on it a few times. No Hak Zibanovic, uh sub not used no, on the night. Uh, and I wonder if that's just a wee joke from Brendan Rodgers to say, you've got a bit more work to be, to be doing if you want to get game time under me. So, And as you say, Tilly will start to come back into the mix. So it's going to be a challenge for Hak Zibanovic, uh, and it's up to him how he responds to it. The talent's there, uh, and let's see if he can match that with the work rate. Yeah. Going back it, would to the real, yeah. it would be a real disappointment if in 18, 24 months' time we're looking at Haxabanovich as a missed opportunity, that he didn't make the best of his opportunity at Celtic. Someone's got to get the best out of him because it's in there. Yeah, it, it'd be a real frustration because you can see, again, I've, I'm repeat myself with guys like Owen and others, you can see the talent. It's just a case of unlocking that talent and and a huge part of that, of course, is on the player to show that he's got the attitude. But yeah, I think we're all excited at what Haxabanovich might offer, but now's the time. He's had his bed in period and he'll need to really respond to, to what Rodgers is doing. Uh, yeah, so back to the game. So Celtic have equalised in the 66th minute and it's uh, Alessandro Bernabé again, so second goal of the pre-season. And it's a brilliant goal, isn't it? Some, you know, some folk describing it as Brodge ball or Brendan ball or whatever you want to call it, but either way, it's just really good link-up in and around the box and a nice, tidy finish. It really is. I mean, it's... It's you know we scored some goals like that under under Ange, but you know people say that that was the most exciting football. But that that goal last night is just exactly what you want to see from a Celtic team, fast moving, um, real talent. I mean the drop off ball from O'Reilly is ridiculous. All started though by uh, David Turnbull. Turnbull feeds Bernabe. Bernabe brings it in back to Turnbull, lays it off to O'Reilly, and he spots that Bernabe hasn't stopped moving, and he just just kills this ball stone dead and Bernabe gets on to it and through the goalie's legs. It's a beautiful goal and if we've got, if we've got a season like that, then we probably don't need a back four. Yeah, it was great to see and this is where Bernabe does excel. We've agreed that he's not got much by way of defensive qualities or he's certainly limited there. But going forward, he's, he's keen to be involved in the final third and he links up well. It's a tidy finish. He's involved in the start of the move. Turnbull's quick thinking is good. And then O'Reilly's is a level above. He, he, he's in a fairly quiet pre-season, Matt O'Reilly's just got on with his work. He's he spoke a couple of times and he's, he's looking quite good. But we've not kind of uh, had great reason to talk about him too much so far. But that touch is just a reminder that he thinks on a different level and to, to have the vision. You know, he's not thinking about, can I get it back to David Turnbull or can I get a shot on goal? It's almost before it gets to his foot. Somewhere within his periphery, he sees Bernabe going through. And it's just a class act to find him there. You, you spoke about it on the main show a few weeks ago. Um, can't remember who the player was, but Wing Mirrors, you know, he's he's got that kind of three sixty awareness around him to see 
what are all my options here? I can shoot and give it back to Turnbull. Oh, wait a minute, here's this guy moving past me. I'll just drop it in there. There's very few players can, well, some players can see it, but can't execute it. Some players can execute it, can't see it. It's seldom you get a guy that can do both. And it was just outstanding. So, again, it's one for Rodgers, you know, get the best out of him and we'll be absolutely flying. On um, Bernabe himself, I don't know where you, where you then, you can see that talent, you can see that goal and the movement, but that doesn't mean he's a left back. In fact, it means he's not a left back. But where does he play? You know, in some games, if we're going 3-5-2, does he sit on the left of the five? Things like that. I, I can't have him in a back four. I just don't. We'll cost ourselves so much. Um, but the other side is we've got to harness the talent he is. So it's, it's really on to Rodgers to, to solve that conundrum. But it's not left back. It's a challenge for Rodgers and he's got a number of them. You know, we've mentioned Hak Zabanovic. You know, what does he do with Yang? Different things. I was listening to something recently, I think it was actually about Pep, but it was the fact that you know, Pep is always testing and measuring and, and trying different things. And at times he's tried, um, for example, inverted fullbacks, but just on one side. So, for example, he'd have his left fullback inverting, but not his right fullback. He would stay more natural. And I wonder if something like that, where you maybe, you give Bernabe free reign at times to go and join the attack, but make sure that your Alistair Johnson or your Tony Ralston just sits in and provides that protection. So you maybe go a wee bit more adventurous down your left-hand side, you know, for a particular game or a particular challenge, but you stay a bit more robust on the right. I'm not sure. You know, that's, that's just why Brendan Rodgers is the highest-paid Celtic manager of all time. It's up to him to find those solutions. But I think there's there's something to be done there with Bernabe. You're, you know, say, the same point you've made about Haxabanovich. There's talent there. You've paid some decent money as well. And and let's see if Brendan Rodgers can unlock it. But it's, it's exciting to see, just to, to touch back on O'Reilly, though, to have the vision to make the pass, but also... He's doing so in fractions of seconds. I don't know if that's in point one of a second. His head said, "That's the pass." It's just, it's just yeah. genius, and it's a real sign of quality. And you know, it's encouraging to see that O'Reilly seems to be packing things up at the right time ahead of the kickoff as well. A uh, few minutes later, so I think around about seven odd minutes, it's three two, and again, it's really decent play. Owen Ralston have linked up well on the right hand side, as you've mentioned. Oh, in this case again, he's more, uh, you know, provider than actual goal scorer. And it's David Turnbull again stepping up. And it's a, another really good finish. And it's great work from all three players there. Uh, great vision from Ralston to know that, you know, a, a kind of deep cross, back post cross is, isn't the move. He spots O, to be fair, O's making the move for him. And he comes he comes close. Um, and then it's there's work for O to do there to get that fed to Turnbull. But it's the perfect ball. Like it's the, the ball that every player wants laid on to them because it's right in his stride. And he doesn't have to do anything but just you know find his spot. And you know, more often than not, Turnbull does. He knows how to strike a ball, knows where the goal is. He's got a very clean technique, hasn't he? And, he, and he's tucked yeah. that away with, with no problem. And again, like Burnaby, you know, Turnbull's now stepped up with a couple of very decent goals in pre-season. And I feel like I'm repeating myself, but this is what David Turnbull needs to do. When he comes on, he needs to score, he needs to assist. He certainly played his part in the equaliser uh, against Bilbao. And he's obviously gone and scored the winner. And that's all he can do on the night. And it's up to him to then find his way into what is a very busy midfield, as mentioned. So it finishes 3-2. Um, and we've spoken recent times, particularly after the opening game against Yokohama. The scoreline isn't the most important thing, but it does give the players a nice confidence boost heading into that opening league game against Ross County. What do you think Brendan Rodgers' main takeaways will be from the night, though? Um... 
there's real talent going forward. I think I think he'll know coming up against you know fast technical European opposition there, we're still a good a good bit away from being able to challenge in Europe. So if the pitch to Rogers was we're going to build a Celtic that you know gets out of its group, whether in the Europa or in the, the, the knockout stage of the, the Champions League, this isn't it yet. There's you know certainly told me last night that there's work to be done. There's there's real upgrades required, whether that's striker, goalie, left back. You know these these are three positions that we've said consistently over the last you know four or five weeks. Um, they need attention, and they've they still need attention. So I think he'll take that away. Um, I think he can see that his replacement goalies, his number twos, I don't know who it would be between Seagrass and Bain. Probably leaning towards Bain, which is another thought I would say. I would get mm. Seagrass out um, and bump it as new goalie, Hart, Bain. That's the way I would do it. Yeah, I don't think uh, Seagrass' head doesn't seem to have been Celtic. You know, there's some off-park stuff and We've not seen much of him at all, but he just doesn't really seem like he's going to challenge in any way. And I think you're right, Bain, Bain is a... There you go. Doesn't seem interested. Yeah. And Bain is a good number three and happy to be number three. And that's quite a unique position to find. So who is the guy that comes in to really challenge uh, Joe Hart for number one? And and that aside, so we've mentioned various players, various positions, some, some question marks that Brendan Rodgers has. But do you think anyone in particular has played himself into that starting eleven for Saturday? One of home or Quan has. Um, probably home on last night's showing. Uh, it'll depend how the guys do in training tomorrow and Friday, really. But it looks like Cal Mack and home starting that game for me on, on Saturday. Probably O'Reilly over Rio. But then it's difficult to really say that on a... But a friendly performance, I always won Rio and my team, I always won O'Reilly, my team as well. Um, tough and a, a real good problem for, for the manager there. Between Quan, Carmack, Rio, Turnbull, Home, O'Reilly, you know, there was a lot of a lot of guys, you talk about it all the time, you're given an opportunity and you blow up Haxabanovich several times. None of those guys blew it in the second half last night, which really makes a manager think. So a good problem to have. Yeah, and I think, you know, for the most part, under Ange, you knew it was McGregor, O'Reilly, Hitati. I don't think you can be as sure as that now, you know, with, with Home and Quan given Ange, eh, given Ange, given Brendan Rodgers a dilemma. We'll be doing the pre-match for this, eh, for the Ross County game on Friday, and I'm going to find it very hard to call eh, as to what he'll go for in the midfield. But as you say, it's good problems to have, isn't it? Definitely. Um, same, I'm you know, just kind of just running through my head, the kind of team I would be going with. Eh, the fact that you're probably lining up a four-two-three-one puts, you know, it takes one of those advanced players that would have been Moy O'Reilly and and Rio, um, maybe even Turnbull, you know, fighting for those spots because Calmack was going to be in the six. Now you get a six and an eight. It changes entirely. You know, it forces your hand a wee bit because you're thinking, right, who's my two defensive players? And Calmack is the one that's going to be adding a bit more flair going between, you know, the, the defense and the attack. Um, and then you've got your wingers, your wingers all over the place to, to pick from, and that's with guys not fitting in the squad yet. So it's a lot of the team is looking really strong and really deep. The focus has to be on the areas that are. Yeah, I think so. And I think, generally speaking, from doing the weekly show there, we've agreed that we're shaping up well domestic, aren't we? We're looking in a, a good shape, and I'd be certainly confident 
get into Saturday and, and some of the games beyond. But if we've got bigger ambitions, and I think it's clear that Brendan Rodgers has come back to do something in Europe, then we still need to shore up maybe goalie, maybe left-back, maybe striker. So still work to be done. Last point, I suppose, on Brendan Rodgers. Uh, great to see him given a, a really warm reception, wasn't it, ahead of kick-off? Absolutely. You know, um, one for the grown-ups, that really. Uh, he's your manager. He's a very, very talented manager. He's got a plan. He's making improvements, as you can see already. Um, if you want to back Celtic, then back Celtic. And part of that is backing your manager. Yeah, there's been a big call for Unity from the moment he came in. I think you might have heard uh, John Kennedy's comments. He was doing the press pre-match at Letico. And he was saying just that. He, first of all, he was talking about the evolution of Brendan Rodgers and how talented he is and how he just couldn't turn down the chance to work with him again. He learned so much first time around. But again, John Kennedy repeated what Brendan Rodgers says. If we're going to be successful, it has to be together. And it was pleasing that that seems to be the case in stadium. Absolutely. You know, the beauty of supporting Celtic is we'll always have disagreements over this manager, that manager, this player, that player. It's what makes it so interesting and exciting is why you get just like us putting podcasts together. There's nothing to talk about, there'll be nothing to talk about. But what doesn't change is the fact that we support the team. I mean, there's players in that team, you know, this season, last season, season before, they're not my favourites. But as soon as they pull in the jersey, I back them 100%. You know, you can see I've been talking about Turnbull tonight, um, today, from, from last night. I'm not his biggest fan, but I know there's talent there. But when he shows it, I'll 100% back him. Yeah, I think so. And as you say, like every time... The players take to the pitch or, or Rodgers and his backroom side are, are making decisions, then we've got to support them. We've got to back them. It's what being a, a supporter is all about. James, any final comments on the Atletico game itself and anything else to add about James Forrest after his big night? Just delighted that close season's over and we're back to uh, proper football starting Saturday. Um, and obviously just delighted for uh, such a great servant like James Forrest to get the recognition he deserves. You know, his stats are there. It's just great to have a, a stadium all there for Jamesy last night and a great game to fit you know, the, uh, what he deserves. Yeah, a really good game to round off the pre-season and the, the serious stuff can start now. So that's it. After trips to Portugal, Japan and Dublin, the pre-season is now over and the real stuff begins on Saturday. We'll be back here on Friday with our big match preview here on the Celtic Exchange Plus. But in the meantime, Thanks to James for joining me, and most importantly, thanks to you for tuning in. We'll see you again in a couple of days' time ahead of the big kickoff.